This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as financial advice. All views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and or any guests that we might have from time to time. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow a particular investing strategy. Welcome to the Bitcoin Bulletin Podcast, DCA Wednesday edition. Today is our 28th episode, and it's going to be our 23rd stack in this journey we started last July to test out the dollar cost averaging strategy. A quick note, as I alluded to in our last podcast, today is actually Thursday, December 30th. I was traveling all yesterday, and what a story that turned out to be, so it's a good thing I hedged a little bit. And as promised, I did my stack on Wednesday, but I was sitting in an airplane on a tarmac in Albuquerque, New Mexico, delayed for several hours. Uh, So I made my stack and uh, recorded all that data, and I'm just getting around to actually making the podcast and getting it uploaded today. But as we currently stand, today is, well, it was Wednesday, December 29th, and this will be our last stack of 2021. And so far, we've stacked 22 times. We've stacked a total of $440. And that has acquired us a stash of 891,783 Satoshis at an average cost basis of $51,582. Uh, correction, $51,760. It has been 49 days since Bitcoin reached its all-time high, and that was somewhere between 66950 or $66,990, depending on where you track your Bitcoin price. Currently, Bitcoin is still on sale at $46,872. And that is bringing it to a market cap of about $888 billion, so under that $1 trillion mark still. Um, and one stat that I always keep an eye on that is not necessarily super positive is we have dropped to a 24-hour transaction rate of 2.92 transactions per second. Last week, it was 3.45 transactions per second, which isn't a huge difference. It's less than a half a transaction per second But when you add them up, um, that's a significant slump. And I do like to see it above three to three and and a quarter range. Uh, 3.5 is just fantastic. We haven't seen it much higher than the 3.45 that it was last week. For example, two weeks ago was 3.38. And the week before that was 3.14. So it had been increasing. Um, Of course, uh, a lot of things have been lackluster over the holidays. Uh, You might have noticed that um, there were fewer podcasts out. All your favorite television programs were probably running reruns. And it stands to reason that uh, fewer people were investing as well. So it's understandable the transaction volumes are down. We did have that difficulty adjustment that we were talking about. So we're about, uh, we're looking at a, the next difficulty adjustment is also going to be uh, a downward difficulty adjustment. And depending on whether you follow Clark Moody's dashboard or... Um, 
whether you get your information from another source, I'm finding the forecast anywhere from down 0.61% all the way to a 5% difficulty adjustment downward. Obviously, a lot of things can change. Um, maybe some miners are offline because the price is low, and if it goes back up, more miners will come back online, more miners will ship. Either way, eight days out, more than a week away, it's hard to tell what the hash rate's going to be, and that difficulty adjustment will be in flux based on what the hash rate looks like. But currently, it's looking like it's going to be another downward difficulty adjustment. All right. Well, uh, while I was sitting on an airplane, long story short, I was traveling the last couple weeks. A little over 24 hours ago, I was sitting in a historic plaza in Santa Fe, New Mexico, next to a roaring fire, sipping a hatch green chili margarita, watching the snow gently fall on the plaza. Uh, and then now I find myself on the beach in Florida in a muggy 80 degrees. So what a difference 24 hours can make. And in between, it was almost like something out of planes, trains, and automobiles. I got to the airport two hours early, as recommended. Uh, traffic was relatively light because it, apparently I picked the right day to travel, but the airplane was sitting there waiting for us at the gate, uh, but we didn't board for almost an hour late, even though the plane was sitting there. And then when we finally boarded the airplane, we sat in the airplane for another two hours. The pilot made a couple of announcements saying that the plane was overweight and that they were trying to figure out what they were going to do with our suitcases. Uh, I'm not sure exactly if that was really the problem or not, but... Um, because the pilots just flat out got off the airplane about an hour later and we were on the airplane without pilots and then new pilots came on and said that they had made some shift in cargo or whatever. Needless to say, it was supposed to be a stop in Dallas and then on to Florida without changing planes. But when we landed in Dallas, a bunch of us were sitting on the airplane looking like idiots when the cleaning crew came in and we said, hey, isn't this plane going on to Orlando? And they said, no, this plane's not going on to Orlando. That plane left an hour ago. Uh, which was more than a half an hour before we'd even landed. So uh, there I was in Dallas in the middle of the night without a flight to Orlando on standby, hoping I could get home. Uh, and we did. And the flip side of it was I got to have a fairly decent meal in the Dallas airport. So made it home about uh, five or six hours later than I was supposed to and uh, a little bit stuffy from having worn a mask all day that was kind of brutal apparently people in new mexico are mask laden being here in florida uh, i hadn't worn a mask since last april and everything seems to be normal but in new mexico that is not the case a lot of places on the indian reservations were still locked down too i, I drove up into the jemez mountains and around some of the historic pueblos and some of them were still barricaded off no entrance into the pueblo so they're taking covid super seriously in new mexico and triple seriously on the res Anyway, I digress. While I was sitting on the tarmac in Albuquerque, hoping we had a pilot and trying to find my way back to Florida, I went ahead and made that purchase. And um, at the time of my purchase, Bitcoin, and it's Bitcoin's about the same price right now, ironically enough, Bitcoin is $46,872.38. As usual, I used Cash App. We spent $20, and that $20 scored us 400 or correction 41,709 sats and that was uh enough to bring our cost basis down a little bit uh it brought our stash up to 891,783 dollars which is currently worth about 418 dollars now we have invested 460 dollars so we continue to be down but that's because bitcoin is on sale and like i said 
dollar cost averaging is a long-term play. Uh, we were looking pretty rosy there for most of the second half of this bull run. But um, if you've been in this space long enough to have at least experienced one full cycle, uh, you know that there's ups and there's downs. Although, if you subscribe to Adam Meister's 210,000 block theory, if you purchase Bitcoin at any random time and look back 210,000 blocks or approximately four years, at no point in time was Bitcoin more expensive four years ago from any given point in time. And that is the theory that we are subscribing to. And before I get too far into this, since I'm still not set up with my normal podcasting equipment, I'm recording on my iPhone and I don't have my intro and my disclaimer and all that neat stuff that I normally have on the pod. So real quick, again, this is not financial advice. This podcast is for information purposes only. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as financial advice or an offer to purchase Bitcoin or any other financial products. Again, this is just me experimenting with the dollar cost average theory of investing. And um, we're going to do that every Wednesday until Bitcoin either reaches the moon, crashes and goes to zero, or you get bored and just stop listening. And uh, so far, so good. Now, uh, if you are just joining us for the first time, this probably is not necessarily the uh, most cohesive pod I've done because like I said I've uh, been on the run on the road that is on the run that's funny um, anyway uh, basically what dollar cost averaging is is it's an investment strategy where you invest your money in equal portions at regular intervals regardless of price now we chose to invest weekly and we chose to invest $20 so that's our regular interval and our regular investment and we're buying every Wednesday, regardless of what the Bitcoin price is. And the theory is we're going to buy the highs, we're going to buy the lows, and we're going to buy everywhere in between. But the old adage is that time in the markets beats timing the markets every time it's tried. Some of the best performing portfolios out there are of deceased people who made their purchases and just forgot about it. And over time, almost any investment, if it doesn't disappear, uh, is worth more in the long run. And especially with the U.S. dollar and other currencies around the world being intentionally um, inflated away, uh, obviously, you know, that makes sense. If you bought a house in the 1970s, you probably paid in the $20,000 range for what would be a $250,000 house now. So obviously, um, even though that looks like they would have made a $230,000 capital gain, really, they just have one house that still equal one house. Uh, so you know, one Big Mac 10 years ago is worth one Big Mac today, but the price changes. But the bottom line is dollar cost averaging an asset like Bitcoin that can be volatile, that can go up and down in price instead of feeling like a fool and burning your hand on the stove, trying to time the markets, catching the proverbial falling knife or whatever the case may be. If you just buy all the time, uh, then hopefully in the long run, you will win. And in our journey so far, we've seen that play out. Obviously, we're down a little bit right now, but, uh, you know, some of that is fees because Cash App charges like two and a quarter percent. So every time we're investing $20, we're really investing about $19.45. Uh, and we're not doing too shabby. So we've managed to purchase as low as $38,900 all the way back on August 4th. And we purchased as expensive as high as $65,969 on October 20th, 
And again, our average cost basis is $51,582.06. And that came down almost $200 from last week by catching the dip, so they say, or so to speak. Um, just four weeks ago, we were purchasing at almost $51,000 and the week before that at $57,000. So I think you can see the point of dollar cost averaging. And again, we chose $20, and that's not a huge amount of money to most people listening in the United States or Europe. But in other places, $20 is a lot of money. So if you're in you know, El Salvador or, or someplace where the average income isn't like it is in the United States or Europe, uh, 20 bucks can be a lot of money. And in just six short months, we've packed away $460 worth of Bitcoin. Um, so that's more than an average month's salary in a lot of places. Uh, so $20, even $20 can add up. And of course, if Bitcoin were to moonshot, if Bitcoin really hits the moon, say say it eventually achieves a price of $1 million a coin, like a lot of people forecast, uh, then our little stash of Satoshis would be worth $8,917.83. And that would be a heck of a return for a $460 investment. I mean, even if it only hits 100000 which I don't think most people would say is out of the picture or out of the realm of possibility in the next four years at least, you would have turned that $460 into $892. Uh, and that is certainly a lot better than you would get earning negative interest in some savings account somewhere. In fact, none of my savings accounts pay interest, period. I guess we're just lucky that we don't even have those negative interest rates yet. Uh, that is basically all we've got here. Again, sorry for getting this out. Uh, a day late, but we did make that stack on time. And if you're following us along, hopefully you remembered to make your stack too. Uh, I don't think this bull run is over personally. Uh, there's a lot of opinions on that. Uh, if you had to ask my personal opinion, I think that uh, there's a lot of pressure out there trying to FUD the price down. It seems like both of these big corrections, well, the first big one had to do with the Elon pump and Tesla, most people assume. It certainly coincided well. And then the day El Salvador's Bitcoin... Uh, as legal tender law went into effect and the IMF and the World Bank kept coming out and saying that this was a horrible mistake and trying to pressure El, El Salvador into not doing so, the price dumped. And then uh, the day that the president of El Salvador, Nayib Bukele, announced the Bitcoin bonds, uh, the IMF and the World Bank and all the powers that be seemed to freak out and FUD the price down. So personally, I think Bitcoin's on a tear and I think they've been doing everything they can to FUD the price down. But we are still in a bull run and we have a long way to go. Plan B is still standing by a stock to flow model. And if that's correct, then we should definitely see mid 100 to 200,000 Bitcoin before, the, uh, before this cycle ends. Again, uh, this is not financial advice and those are other people's opinions that I'm just relating to you. However, I would tend to agree with them. I don't think that we've seen the end yet. And the other possibility is that we've just broken the cycle completely. I mean, I know every four years they say this time is different. And we were hearing it again last spring when Bitcoin, you know, first set its big new all-time high. And, and people like Matt O'Dell were saying 200K by conference day, uh, which was, you know, June. Obviously, we didn't hit that. Uh, but if we were close to a euphoria phase, that was as close as I've seen this cycle uh, and then since then, we set the new all-time high of $69,000, and there certainly hasn't been euphoria since then. Uh, so it's possible this time is different. Uh, I don't see how the laws of supply and demand can be violated. You know, every time the supply gets cut in half, 
there's no way around that affecting supply and demand since supply is one half of the equation of supply and demand. But at the same time, I can see the logic with the huge players like Michael Saylor, who, by the way, announced that he scooped up another uh, thousand or so Bitcoin. He bought the dip. Um, there's some charts out there, out there saying that us plebs are continuing to accumulate and hodl, but that the whales aren't necessarily aren't necessarily buying the dip. Well, Michael Saylor just did. And uh, so, you know, when people are coming in and buying millions or billions of dollars of the Bitcoin, obviously that's going to make this time different. But as they say, history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. And even though this time is different, I still think it rhymes. That being said, uh, if you follow stock, the stock to flow model, if you follow plan B or, or others like him, uh, you can tell we haven't, despite the fact we've surged twice and set two big new all-time highs, uh, we didn't really ever have a blow-off top. We never exceeded the one standard deviation on plan B's stock to flow chart. So who knows? All I can say is it's good to be home. It was fun to see the cold weather and the snow and eat some really, really good southwestern New Mexican cuisine. If you've never had food in Santa Fe and Albuquerque, there's a big difference between what people consider Mexican food and then New Mexican food from New Mexico. The hatch green chili is just something special. Uh, so that was fun, but it's really good to be in flip-flops and, and shorts again. That being said, thank you for joining us. Uh, hopefully, next Wednesday will be right on time. I don't have anything scheduled that should interfere with that. Certainly don't plan on being stranded on an airport tarmac anywhere. So we will get together next Wednesday for what will be the first stack of 2022. Hopefully, everybody had a great holiday, and you will have a fantastic new year. But above all, keep stacking those sats, you sexy sat stackers. <laughs>